takes. Cool takes. We like to get it down with some cool, cool takes. We like to get it down with um, uh, a bag of four grapes. A bag of four grapes. <laughs> Welcome to Cool Takes, the only bad movie podcast where the bad movies are good, actually. Every week, we mount a sincere and unironic defense of an unpopular movie in the hopes of successfully gaslighting our audience into having bad taste. Hi, my name is Jackson McMurray. Hi, my Adeline is Ice Queen McMurray. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Keisha Rhodes. And we are joined today by our guest, Satchel Hartmonso. Hi, I'm Satchel. It's nice to see you guys again. Do you wanna do you wanna that plug anything? The weirdest energy. <laughs> do you wanna what? Do you wanna plug anything? Introduce yourself right up front. I'm Satchel Fi- I'm Satchel, Satchel Fice on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, I go live sometimes. I'm also on um uh more popularly uh um Cosmonaut Tabletop. Um we do uh D and D podcast, it's pretty cool. Check us out on there. Sick. So Thanks for having me on. Uh, so we are here to talk about a pretty Pog Champ movie, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, they got him. They got to him. This was a request. Big from Minecraft Shannon. got to him. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, Satch, well, let's see. Let's see. You're the guest. You chose the movie, Satch. Why don't yes. Why don't you start? Why don't you tell us about your journey? Okay. Yeah, let me unravel a tale, won't you? <sighs> let me set the scene. Mm. The year is whenever this movie came out. I was about six or something. Like 2004. 2004. Oh, boy. I was five years old. Five years old, Satchel. This is the first 3D movie I've ever seen. As far as I know, this is the first one of the first 3D movies that like was delving straight into 3D. Mm. I saw this movie, um, as many a child did, uh, and it blew my goddamn mind. <laughs> uh, this The 3D effects in, uh, in this movie, like, legitimately, like... Um, like, have me making little grabby hands out in the theater. Just, like, you know, just... <laughs> it really just reaches for you. Um, I, I... I So, I wanted to watch this many years later. Uh, now that I am a jaded uh, old adult that no longer makes grabby hands in the movie theater uh, and rewatch this movie uh, to see if it stands the test of time. And... <laughs> and boy does and it. And boy does it. Uh, and the fact that it is an interesting, interesting movie. Uh, this was, I, I have had complicated stuff, complicated takes about this, but I think, um, I think there is still genuine love in my heart, uh, for Shark Boy <laughs> and Lava Girl. I think that, you know, it's, I was talking about this a little bit before we started, but like, to me, like, obviously this movie is just fucking bizarre and surreal and kind of nonsensical and just like directed <laughs> insanely oh, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. And like, if you were just like an adult, if your kid was like, I want to go see this new movie. And you just sat down in that theater with your big bucket of popcorn. We're like, let's see about the adventures of shark boy and lava girl in 3d. <laughs> I don't think there is a chance in hell that you come out of that theater with anything other than contempt for your child. And, <laughs> but the thing about it is that like, at least to me, the kind of the Rosetta Stone of me, like, enjoying and appreciating this movie really sincerely as an adult is knowing that the entire premise of the movie, conceptually, is that it was literally co-written by a child. Robert Rodriguez and his son 
whose name I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, Little Rodriguez. Racer Rodriguez is his name. Racer Rodriguez. Great name. Of course. That's a dope name. Of course Robert Rodriguez's son's first name is Racer. How could it have been anything else? That's a chef's kiss name. so good. Um, (laughs) But I think that the fact, like, knowing that this movie has this, like, weird sort of proto-axe cop thing going on. Where it's like, you know, obviously, I, I don't believe that, like, you know, an eight-year-old has the capacity to write a screenplay on his own, like, no matter what it looks like. But, like, knowing that it was, like, co-written by a father and son, and the son is, like, eight, <laughs> like, really informs the way that I look at this movie. Because not only does it sort of, like, allow me to, like, just enjoy how goofy it is knowing it was written by a kid, but also I think this movie... Like, my big take is that I think this movie almost works better as, like, a weird social experiment than just, like, a straight-ahead movie. Because it's, like, this window... Which is always a good thing. (laughs) Which is a great review for a movie. Yeah, Yeah, but it's, like, this window into, like... It's, like, a movie that is literally by kids for kids. Like, it it, it is a window into, like... Yeah, it's the kids' bop of movies. What kids actually want in movies. What sort of story ideas from culture like, make the most impact on kids and what they actually think about when they're writing stories on their own. And, like, you know, holding a mirror up to society, if you will, about, like... This is the Joker. Exactly. About, like... the Joker for five-year-olds. Yeah. What sort of of tropes and ideas exist in just, like, our cultural atmosphere that kids absorb, and if they're they're coming up with their own thing, like, what elements of that they're regurgitating when they're playing with their friends, kind of, you know? That that makes this movie extremely, extremely fascinating to me. That's kind of my my big take. Because it it must be said, we do live in a society. And I think that this movie really illustrates that in a way that not a lot of other movies do. I would say that this movie is the perfect potpourri of a of a children's film in 2005. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, definitely. I looked it up. I was wrong. It was 2005, Um, which is the same. Like, I have a playlist called Songs That Feel Like 2005. (laughs) Like, that's where I hit my prime. Like, I I was eight years old. Just, you know, like. I was just, the world was my erster and I could do and feel and think whatever I wanted to. And there were no consequences. But this movie is like, what if there was an ice cream Sunday boat? What if there were scenes that were fully dedicated to 3D technology? Like you can go through and be like, that's there. like, you don't know. This was around the time. I mean, you do know, but you don't know <laughs> that this was around the time. With, like same with Spy Kids 3D. When, and the name is not Spy Kids 3, it's Spy uh-huh, Kids uh-huh, 3D right. Game yeah. Over. Where, like, it was built into the movie that you put your 3D glasses on now. Like, it was a whole thing. They had to stop yeah. the movie to tell you to put your glasses on. Yeah, they literally tell you to put your glasses yeah. on. They tell you, put on your 3D glasses. It's built into the film. Like, and they had like special Shark Boy yeah. and Lava Girl ones. I remember I was sitting in a long ass I row. Mean, you had the pink and blue glasses in the theater. It was freaking <laughs> sick, dude. It's uh, uh, let me. Let, all right. So the hottest take here right now, the coolest take, if you will, um, is that in the the actual like physical with Shark with Shark Boy and Lava Girl and Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Um, it's with the like, and I think a couple other movies from that era. Um, the, like, f- having a line physically in the movie of put your glasses on now, um, yeah. I think... It's like flashing yeah. lights. Right, right. Um, is actually, like, is actually perfect, because, um, 
Sorry, excuse me. Um, like, if you think about it, it is this sort of relic from this time when we were trying to introduce this new element. Um, and I think it perfectly parallels into, uh, um, with sort of, uh, stuff like, um, sort of what comes to mind immediately is introducing the camera as an actual character in, um, in Mario 64. Right. Mm. Uh, as Lakitu, mm. because, um, to get audiences uh, understood with a character with a camera that you can move around having an actual flying person and stuff like that i think like the idea of the glasses is very is very similar where it's it's just it's um it's a bit awkward now looking into it we're like okay well obviously they're kind of like this is weird because they're you know they're interrupting <laughs> the movie to like tell the audience to put the glasses yeah. on um, in a well, certain I way. love that. It felt immersive. Though. It, it I love is. that it's... scene too, because they're like, yeah. "Everybody, put on your glasses. Blue for girl, or blue for boys, and pink for girls." And in the context of that scene, it makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Right. No, it then, doesn't. Because, especially because they don't. Then why do they have two pink and one blue? Like, why would that ever be a situation? Why did you have to say that? Just be like, "Hey, here's some glasses." Like, <laughs> you could have just had each of the glasses be like, "Oh, this is Shark Boy's glasses, and this is Lava Girl's glasses." Yeah. Like, it's just, there's only one boy and one <laughs> girl normally is... on the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> this is the dry fresco of like mid two thousands. T like cinema is is like the 3d glasses thing like it was not meant to last yeah and that's <laughs> right, okay right. it yeah. is not sustainable but, I think it, but it's great it, it was like you know in contrast to the 3d movement of video games and stuff like that it was like oh this was the future of the time like this right. is oh, this yeah. new technology like we can make movies that are more immersive that like you know that put you into into the into the film um and i think ultimately we've decided that you know, it was not the the play, right. uh, and it kind of died down over time. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. yeah, it was it was a it great, had a good but... run. It had a good run. Yeah. Well, there were also like there was that transition to like this is realistic three right. D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like where those it was like nerd glasses well, that everyone more like to yeah. death. It goes from Spike yeah. Kids three D to like Gravity and Life of Pi, and people are like, "This is yeah. the three D movie." <laughs> yeah. When you have Life of Pi in three D, it's like I don't. <laughs> This one didn't need. Right? Did it like, need to be a 3D? Right. Yeah. These are the Spot questions no one I was feel asking. Like gravity. Right. Gravity was like the cutoff where people were like, "Do we actually need 3D <laughs> movies?" Because I feel I had to close my eyes all the way through <laughs> oh, Gravity. Yeah. Like I felt yeah, so honestly, sick. Yeah, honestly, I didn't enjoy Avatar uh, when I saw it in theaters because it actually made me sick. Uh, and I know that's one of like the considered the Whoa. pinnacle of 3D movies. That's my right. hot take. I'm sorry to scorch the earth here. <laughs> that, but... Yeah, that's a that's a hot <laughs> yeah. take right there. I, it just like, like I, I don't, stand by Avatar. Nothing, nothing about how the movie was. It just it legitimately yeah, it just, just made, made you me a headache. The the uh, stuff. Mm. So yeah, it was the like, and the I do think yeah, yeah. like there's there's this idea in filmmaking that it sort of happens more and more often where you get these sort of like auteur directors who suddenly have like the industry clout and they are kind of the only people in the world who are capable of like pioneering this new technology, like. The ones that come to mind, obviously, are, like, Robert Zemeckis with mocap technology, and he made, like, four movies Hell and yes. produced, like, three others that are all, like, animated mocap movies just to, like, build this technology. And even though yeah. pretty much all of those movies are not well-liked and not well-remembered... He was the person my who... My boy Tintin got done dirty. I love right. my boy Tintin. But, like, he was the guy who, like, p 
put in the work to develop that technology so we could figure out what we actually wanted to use it for, which were things like Planet of the Apes, things like, yeah, Andy exactly. Circus. Well, um, things like Uncharted. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and this happens like over and over again. You can think about like George Lucas with digital cameras on the Star Wars prequels. You can think about uh, like Ang-, Ang Lee right now with his crazy high frame rate movies. Um, and, uh, but I think that like Robert Rodriguez with Spy Kids 3 and Sharkboy and Lava Girl doesn't really get a lot of credit for really like being the first person to like venture out and work in 3D like this. Yeah. Like getting glasses in theaters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly the same thing as all these other movies. Like these are not movies that are like necessarily like critically beloved and like well-remembered for their technology that it like works really well and is super immersive or whatever. But he was like, sweating it out and putting in the work to like figure this thing out so that we could later down the line like use this thing to much better like much more subtle effect even if it you know sort of petered out eventually but you know still i think it's i think it's notable also those commercials were freaking dope as hell (laughs) when they'd be like she's reaching out like i just remember like there was like one where lava girl's arm was just like shooting out of like an actual tv or like a movie screen, and all the kids were like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "I gotta be see, there. I gotta." I was see one that. of those kids. I, I have to see I that. I'm totally guilty of being one of those kids that watched Sharkboy Lava Girl on repeat for my whole childhood, right. which is weird because, like, I don't remember it really having that like much of a lasting effect on me, other than I just mm-hmm. like watched it all the time, right. like every road I mean, trip yeah. or bringing Sharkboy and Lava Girl. <laughs> like but, every like, kid goes through the phase where they just watch like one movie on repeat. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They just watched Shark Boy. It was Shark Boy, Lava Girl, and it was Ponyo. Those were my two. I think that tells you all you need to know about me. But (laughs) Poyo. (laughs) But like going back, like I haven't watched this movie in forever. Like even when the the We Can Be Heroes. What was it called? Is was it called? Yeah, We Can Be Heroes. Semi sequel or whatever. Yeah, We Can Be Heroes. Which is a bad title. Yeah, they're making a second one. I couldn't think of it. That's like kind of a sequel. Like even then, I didn't. A, I didn't watch that movie, and B, I didn't go back and watch Shark Boy and Lava Girl. But, like, the parts that I remember from it are the parts that still, like, really hold up. Like, I loved Lava Girl when I was little because she was, like, well, in my head it was so funny. Because in my head she was, like, an older, like, teenager. And, like, (laughs) looking back, she's, like, 12. (laughs) Like, this is a baby. But, like, she was, like, so cool and she was, like, dark and, like, moody. And she was, like, am I evil? Like, I don't know what's going on with me. Like... All those, like, character moments are still, like, genuinely, like, really compelling. Like, even, like, Sharkboy and his dad, like, is still really compelling, even though it's, like, mm. such, like, textbook, like, little kid writing. Yeah. Of, like, right. where's my dad? Where's I was raised boy? by sharks. Like, it's so <laughs> right. textbook that. But, it, like you said, because it was raised, it was written, co-written by a kid, it comes off so genuinely like i think movies like kind of get like a bad rap when they're like about children's imaginations because most of the time it's an adult talking about children's imaginations and it comes off like so insincere and so hokey and it's like an excuse for nothing to make sense and to be bad but because like (laughs) this is genuinely really a child's imagination and like their edgy characters doing he stuff like my it's dream so journal. it's so good and it's so compelling it's like that's the stuff that i think like seriously genuinely holds up it's like yeah, yeah like every time your little cousin is like told you about the story that's going on with like their anime characters like that's shark boy and lava girl <laughs> right. like that's what's so good about it yeah. 
And it's got yeah, it I, a really high, like a really heightened sense of drama in this movie. Oh like, yeah. When you get to oh, that third yeah. act, and it's yeah. like, it's Mama Girl's been turned into ice. We have to get her to the volcano, or she'll <laughs> die. And he's like, I mean, grabs like, her, and he's like running across the field. But then they also the ride her like, like a motorcycle. Crazy. Yeah. Ride her like a it's motorcycle. like so, because that's like the quintessential kid thing, right? Like they wanna, they wanna have like, oh, pff, oh, farts. But, like, they also want it to but be, like, also, big and dramatic yes. and serious at the same time. Tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Also, props. Uh, I don't know if it was, um, uh, it was, uh, what, Robert Rodriguez stepping in uh, to control the fart jokes. There's only one <laughs> fart joke in the whole movie. One major one. And it's one a good joke. One. It's a good it's, one. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> That's, are you talking about the one where he farts on the dog? Is that the one sequence. that you're talking about? <laughs> what? Okay, maybe no, I missed one. I don't remember that one. There's the brain... You know when they're oh, having brain that brain oh, fight? Right, they're like, yeah. brain yeah, freeze, brain storm. The... And then it goes, brain No, yeah, because there's the one where, where George so Lopez funny. is trying to wrangle the, the socket dogs. And, and he's he, like, like, he, like, sneezes. He, like, sneezes, and he, like, farts electricity. And he's like, oh, that one was actually me. Quintessential 2005. That's 2005. Yeah, yeah, that, one, that one slipped through the cracks. Yeah. Uh, that was my well, that's right. George Lopez impression. <laughs> yeah. See, moments that <laughs> I, my big thesis was like the moments I remember as a kid really held up, and the stuff that I didn't pay attention to as a kid are the stuff that didn't hold up, and we can get back to that. But like mm. the what it feels like the adult element of this really is like the parents and the teacher. <laughs> Because, right. like, we yeah. are dealing with, like, this thesis of, like, what you say to kids has such an effect on them. Right. And, like, that scene where the dad is like, hey, I brought out your robot. Do you want to, like, fix him? And then he goes, no, it's not going to work. And he's like, well, why do you think it's not going to work? And he's like, because you told me it wasn't. Like, that, like, That's good. genuinely That's good makes shit. me want to yeah. cry right <laughs> yeah, now. One... Like, it's... Like, such a cool moment where, like, he realizes, like, all of the baggage that's going on in his life is, like, affecting his kid. And the, the way that the teacher talks, even though we see the teacher try to have the best intentions, like, the way that he talks to Max, like, affects, like, his mind. It affects how he interacts with people. Right, right. Like, that part, like, seems like, like, it's genuinely, like, such, like, a cool thing to say that I haven't yeah, seen, like, said before. Like, it's so good. <laughs> No, absolutely. Um, I definitely like. Um, I think like there is something to be said about like. Um, you know, in the in the third act, the parents like. You know, there is a a big like shift, and perhaps that does read as like a bit like unrealistic as the parents like come to get back together. Um, but there is uh there are really genuine moments, especially the first act. Um, before they head up to Pre Planet Drool, um, where yeah, where the um you can tell like uh. Um, the dad and the mom are really trying to, like, raise this this kid that hasn't made any friends. And the mom wants, you know, the mom and the, uh, um, uh, the teacher, uh, Mr. Uh, Electric. Mr. Electricity Dad. Like, genuinely, they want him to, to sort of, like, stop daydreaming because uh, they want him to interact with the real world better. It's like, they... Um, I remember them being very evil characters as a kid, and now sort of looking back at it, um, I realize that, well, they're, yeah, as you said, their intentions are really good. They do, um, uh, they, it does come off as genuine that, like, uh, Mr. Electricidad, uh, does not actually, like, hate Max. He tries, you know, he confronts, uh, he confronts Linus, um, and he mm -hmm. doesn't do a great job with it, but, like, um, you know, he's like, I really, you know, I want you to make friends this year, um, and you know, you have to step out of your comfort zone and, like, um, put yourself out there, you know, and then, but the finale, you know, realizes that, like, 
you know, that he is special for creating this thing. And as uh, that, there's like a little mini scene where all the kids, like, you realize that he's inspired yeah. all the kids to like create their own little yeah, dudes, and they're you know? Like, they're like garbage gal and, and loser lad. <laughs> yeah. Like all of these. <laughs> right, like, right. It's, they're like, oh, it's, it's stupid, <laughs> but it's it's yeah. great, you know? But like that's how kids think too. It's yeah. like, yeah, there would be a million it's weird true. little lava boys and whatever. <laughs> yeah, because girls. like if look, if 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 someone came up to like even like today, I don't know, if someone came up to me and was like, dude, these are my superhero ideas, I'd be like, that's fucking sick. And then I'd go home and I'd think yeah. of my own superhero <laughs> right, ideas, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I fully remember in like third grade there was this girl who like we oh no, we read a book about like this it was about a bat and the bat had been like chipped by humans or something like that. And so like the whole it was like from a bat's point of view. But then every single person in our class was like I wrote a story about a wolf, and the wolf has a collar on it. I wrote a story about a fish, and the and fish has like a, little, yeah. a little tracker chip. And I was like, whoa, we're so creative because my story's different than that story. That story's about a bat, and my story's about a wolf. But, like, that's just how, like, you you latch onto something that you find is cool, yeah. but it, like, trains your brain to, like, be more creative, and it's so amazing and awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's, but it also like at the same time where you're like a concerned teacher and you're like, I want you to live in the real world. Like you have to operate right. in the real world. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's that, well, I love that um, like old type of, type of parenting where it's like, you live in the future and I live in the past. How can we <laughs> see we eye to eye? Well, I just want to say in the yeah. chat right now, Dylan just told us that his username comes from his superhero from when he was eight. His username is foodman17. Oh, I need oh, to know more about here? Food Man. Food Man sounds girl, incredible. Is that the Lucas Grabiel film? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that is. It's the one where he makes food out of his hands. Uh, oh, I well. guess. I don't know. I <laughs> think I know exists, what you Dylan. mean, but I don't remember the name Maybe of it. Maybe they yes. stole it from Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Okay. You can Maybe sue. it was Dylan. I love that oh. scene where he's talking to the teacher, and the teacher is basically like sitting him down, and being like, "Okay, like I, you gotta, you gotta like interact with kids. You gotta stop mm -hmm. just like only being in your journal. Like you gotta interact with the world." And how Max interprets that is no dreaming, and he writes that down in his journal. Yeah. And he's Full like, "Because that's not." what the teacher was saying the teacher was saying yeah, like yeah. hey like interact with the people around you like look at the world but to to max what that meant was it's so hard there's something wrong with like... you and you need to stop right. like it's just yeah, like yeah. the way that the movie like interacts with the way like what adults say to kids and how that affects the kids i think mm -hmm. is just so cool i do i love that like you kind of you basically figure out at the end, of, at the beginning of the movie, you're like, eh, but at the end of the movie, it's like, yeah, Sharkboy and Lava Girl are his parents. Like, that's what he sees them as. Right. Like, they're older than him. He sees them as kind of, like, mentor-ish. But the way that they, like, interact with each other, like, they're very much a metaphor for his parents. Like, they don't fit together, but they're still best friends, and they work great because they love each other. Right. Like, that's I'm fine. what it is. She's but the way ice. that the movie that. tells that to you <laughs> as an adult is, like, through their dialogue and that ending scene where they, like, both save each other even though they, like, hurt each other in the process. Like, that, that mm -hmm. whole scene is really great for that metaphor. But the, oh, way, they, really they, the way they tell you that as a kid is that they have the mom get sucked up by a tornado <laughs> and get saved by lava yeah, girl. They and they have the dad yeah, get up, sucked up by a separate <laughs> tornado. And Hell like, yes! Like, start you're fucking, you're smarter than I am. Tornadoes, <laughs> which is really I, good. But yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That like, yeah, they hurt each other, mm. uh, but they mm -hmm. like, they're like, oh, we don't work as a team, you know. And that mm -hmm. that is a direct parallel. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah but then at the made. end, they're like, oh, we we make it work. We love <clears throat> each other. Like, you're my best friend, 
and I love you, so we, like, make it work that even though we're so different, we come together and we're a dynamic duo. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's just, like, his parents. Yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah. You know, that's what he That's his dream. So mm-hmm. It's... And, like... I've been talking a lot, but, like, the thing, my main thesis of going back to, like, what I didn't pay attention to as a kid is, like, what didn't hold up very well. The transitions of scenes and, like, what we're doing and how we get there and why we're doing it is so nothing. (laughs) It's just, like, we need to go here. We have ten minutes. Now we're here. Let's leave. We're here now. We got five minutes. We're out of time. Let's do 12 things. Let's go back over there. It's like, okay, what? What are we doing? It's just like a bunch well, of like jumbled ideas. I remember explicitly like on the DVD extras of this movie that I would watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. There was like this footage of like Robert Rodriguez and his kid like doing their like or like it just be like this is where these ideas came from. And I just remember like literally this footage of of Racer Rodriguez being like in the pool with his like goggles on being like <laughs> so then he get so then it's, he gets in the in the in the in the rocket ship and in the and he's in the fudge comes out the back and he goes oh fudge and then it cuts to that footage in the movie of that happening and it's just like there's something. Listen, so if Christopher Nolan can do it, brilliant. Racer Rodriguez can do it. That's how yeah, I feel. Honestly, like, Christopher Nolan, who? Sorry, I didn't really catch that one. Yeah. Racer though. Yeah, he's ooh. P.S. The Resistance. Yeah, hmm. that's listen. That's so it's funny. cool. Also, like Shark Boy and Lava Girl are freaking dope. Like they are. They're yeah, cool. cool. They got cool powers. Yeah. Like, they got cool sick. powers. They got. They both have cool backstories. Like. Kicking it like super fun right designs. off the bat, like yeah, yeah. Like we're going with Shark Boy's backstory, where he like was doing shark research with his dad, <laughs> and he was a shark <laughs> scientist. So That's a cool ass job. And then there yeah. was a hurricane, and he was raised by sharks because he was separated from his father. And then we yeah. don't even get to know what happened to his dad. <laughs> Which is why I but, thought it was based off of a book series, <laughs> which it wasn't. <laughs> Kia texted us at like one in the morning last night. Where's the book I can read? All caps. <laughs> say, say your thing, Kija. I just want to know that Kija okay. texted us this. I Here's why. Because I spent hours trying to figure out if this was a book series. Because here's the deal. I was I grew up in the house where I had to read the book before I watched the movie. If I hadn't read the book, I wasn't allowed to watch a movie. And it was, this was in the time where like, movies were a scarcity. You couldn't like, it would it would be a, a, a hard time to go rent it. Like it, it there was not streamable. Mm-hmm. So my parents, I was like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I saw the 3D arm. I was like, freaking, that's gonna be so cool. It's gonna be so lit. I come home, the book's sitting on my on my pillow of my bed. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna read this book. The book, as I remember, pretty good, but I feel like there were like, there was backstory and like, ooh, who are their parents? What's the sequel gonna be? You're gonna find more out about like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl's history and their future. And, but then I never read any of the other books that I assumed were a series. Uh, <laughs> later, cut to, the year 2021 (laughs) and we're covering this movie for a podcast and i'm like now oh i wonder yeah it was literally yesterday (laughs) i was like like, oh i wonder like what's up with that book so i look up shark boy and lava girl book nothing comes up like hardly anything comes up and it it, it, there but there was a book there were 
two books and then the the publicized dream journal of Max. You can and buy the dream that's journal. That's pretty cool, actually. You yeah. can. That's sick as hell. You can. But, like, this... Robert Rodriguez was the author <laughs> of the book. It was a freaking, like... Like, they put the script of the movie into a freaking chapter book. And that you my didn't notice? <laughs> as, as an eight-year-old, as like a seven or eight-year-old, I didn't notice that, like, I was just like, I gotta read this book, flip through the pages so that I can go watch the movie with my cousins in a week. And, and then so, like, the entire it was story. a novelization so, like, of the movie. My, it was a freaking novelization. My parents were like, you have to read this before you see you the movie. You have to spoil so, the like, whole movie hoity, before you <laughs> watch the yeah, movie. Like, they just ruined the movie for me. Right. <laughs> so, and then made me think like, oh, I wonder when the sequel's gonna come out. And so then when the freaking We Can Be Heroes come out, I'm like, was that part of the, the book series? The books was that, that I didn't read? Book? Like, is he allowed to do that? Because, like, I feel like I've talked about the, like, We Can Be Heroes before, and I was like, well, in the book, they did this. <laughs> so I, I just feel like, I just feel like I've been bamboozled and tricked. And, this like, is a great adaptation. Everything they do in the book, they do in the movie. One to one. Wow. And, like, they gave Max red hair in the book, so I was like, oh, it's completely different. That is So weird. different. So weird. Do they, do like, they at least give little pop-up like things whenever the like 3D elements would appear in the movie? Yeah, they didn't yeah. even tell me to, to put my 3D glasses on. Like that was <laughs> yeah. only in the movie. It's fucking so trash. I'm, I'm just mad yeah. at my parents right now. That's how I feel. <laughs> so I'm I'm uh taking a gander at the uh the IMDb trivia for this movie. I figured it would be a gold oh. mine. I'm considering bringing that book back or that bit back for our new era where I read IMDb trivia about the movie. And I just want to very good. Bit. I just want to point out this is my favorite kind of IMDb trivia in the sense that it is like so not real because uh this one <laughs> says that Tommy Lee Jones, Christopher Walken, Danny Glover, Forrest Whitaker, James Gandolfini, Willem Dafoe, Robert De Niro, Danny DeVito, Alec Baldwin, Patrick Stewart, Christopher McDonald, and Chris Cooper were all considered for the role of Mr. Electric before George Lopez was cast. And hey, no, they weren't. Like, <laughs> first of all, like, George Lopez and Robert Rodriguez are like buds. Like that is the reason yeah. he's in this, this movie. This role was made. And second for, of all, this Lopez. is not like a star-studded cast. It's not like they were no. like reaching out to all of their Hollywood contacts. Like it's you just made that up. Like no, Alec Baldwin was not going to be Mister Electricity. Okay, well maybe maybe they had the thought. Wouldn't it be funny if we got Alec Baldwin? But that does not mean they were seriously considering maybe him for the like, role. That was Racer's short list. He was like, yeah, Dad. absolutely. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. Hey, Dad. Dad. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, I, he's in the racer. pool with his goggles. For your I think it should be. I think it should be. I think it should be James Gandolfini or 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 Christopher McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe. <laughs> All right, never mind. I think take that. There's no way in hell he said James Gandolfini. <laughs> like straight out like, of the five-year-old. I just think he could really bring so much nuance to uh, the robot <laughs> yeah. role and the ice block man. <laughs> it also says, which, which is also probably, this seems more true to me. It says James Spader was considered for the role of Max's dad. Sounds fucking interesting. <laughs> I see you that got a movie. point. You know what? For the yeah. sequel, for the second book? 
<laughs> Get, that's about lava girl I being the queen I, like, I love how we are all about the parallels between like the dream world and the real world so like the teacher is the bad guy right. and the girl he has a crush on is the and Ice linus lady, is named minus is, is elsa but like i love how the, instead of creating some kind of like connection between the the bad guy mr electric and the ice girl they're just like no there's a different dad that's also george lopez <laughs> right, yeah, yeah there's two lopez george lopez like five roles in this movie. <laughs> yeah. and this one is evil and this one is a nice dad and they're yeah. don't worry the, about it it's like, like this, okay this one's well. the electric guy and this one's like overprotective father that doesn't want me yeah. to date well it's like are we gonna yeah. have a conversation about like how the things that george lopez says to his daughter affects his daughter because they're having that conversation with max no? Really. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, we'll deal with it. <laughs> Here's another it's, good... It's not even like he says anything, though. He's just like... She's like, I have to sit in the front row. Like, because... My dad's the teacher. And my dad's the teacher. Freezing. Right. <laughs> like, Even though I have allergies and I'll die if I go outside. Like, my, so papa, my papa. My <laughs> said. papa said. Yeah, and Max the hero is like... You're wearing a coat and it's 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 hot outside. It's August. It's, oh what my are gosh. You doing? <laughs> what are She's you? like, do you? And then he's like, and what kind of teacher is like, go make friends, but not with my daughter. Don't yeah. do it. Like that. Like, what? They're eight. Troublemaker. Here's a good here's a good trivia oh, fact. Man. Did you guys oh, know definitely. that Taylor Dooley had to dye her hair pink for the role of Lava Girl? <laughs> I, I, wait, did you know that's wait, not her natural okay. hair? I, wait, wait. No, but it wasn't a wig though. Is what's really like odd about. That. I guess that's a little interesting yeah. that it wasn't a wig. She died. It probably was a wig yeah. though, right? It says in IMDb, and everyone knows you can't you lie. You can't on lie IMDb. on IMDb. Okay, well, I will be you. honest. Yesterday, I did look at her Instagram, and she dyed her hair for We Can Be Heroes, the same mm. color as Lava Girl. Okay, so and Maybe it was pretty just likes it. On. It's pretty fun. Okay. I was just trying to see if she was a, a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no consensus, no, but okay. gotcha. No cons- I'm going to keep looking out. Yeah. We'll come back with more evidence. Unclear, probably not. Uh, actually, can I can I share a factoid? Yeah, I'm sorry to steal your no, bit, but uh, this one's my favorite one, is that the word dream and its derivatives are spoken 188 times to the, uh, to the one hour, 30 minute run Okay, well, the majority of those are the singing? rap that Taylor Lautner does. Dream, 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 One time when I was writing, this was okay. an activity well, wait, hold I... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So that... That scene. So yeah, we're it, already going into the the. So he, so he starts singing. He does his little yeah. dance. He does some flips. He like he looks at the camera spark, a few times. Air. So in the minds of the producers, was there a thought? Was there an inkling of the idea of? This kid could have a fucking singing career. Like, was that oh, what was going on? Maybe. Is that what no, we were sick, Absolutely, dude. Racer Rodriguez had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, no. Like, it that scene, uh, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? Is like uh-huh. perfect. It's a perfect Musically, scene. Musically, the tone, yeah. the rhythm. Oh, I have a yeah, I have a no, take about um, it. I still quote that rap all the time. <laughs> or my I, fist will knock you need out. Need some water? Here's a cup. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. Why? <laughs> I um, I have a take about Taylor Lautner. He's a really interesting guy to me because like you know, like obviously he's a Sharkboy Lava Girl. He was his child actor. 
He was in the Twilight movies, and that's, like, his big break. And Cheaper by the Dozen, too. And Cheaper by the Dozen. I mean, yeah, he was, like, a kid actor, and he's, like, big, like, adult, like, you know, acting career. Kicks off with Twilight. He's, like, a hot guy in, like, the tabloids for, like, you know, five years, probably. He has, like, a handful of, like, solo action movies. They're trying to, like, make him into a movie star. And then he just bounces disappears he just figured yeah. he just i mean i don't know Respect. look if you're in the twilight movies you don't have to ever work again obviously yeah he's uh, good. For real. <laughs> uh, yeah. but Dude. like he just bounces you know and if you like look him up he like has an instagram or whatever he just is chilling he he's married to like a woman who's like a good nurse man. or something and just like you know hangs out at home got it got it but here's my thing here's my prediction i think we are, especially with the fact that Twilight is having kind of a comeback lately. When it came on Netflix, people were talking about Twilight yeah. a lot. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be hungry for Taylor Lautner. And I, my prediction. Going to be. My, my, we my, have uh, been. Where have you was been, Was there any, uh, ever a down period <laughs> yeah. on that one? My prediction, I think Taylor Lautner will be playing a vampire in Blade. When that Blade movie comes out, Whoa. I'm willing to bet they get Taylor Lautner. Because not only would it be kind of fun, goofy stunt casting, like, oh, he's known as a werewolf, we're going to cast him as a vampire now. But also... You know, from the Twilight thing. Right. And, but also, like, Marvel loves to, like, find weird actors like that who, like, need to be kind of rehabilitated and, like, bring them back. Like, he could be their new, like, Chris Pratt or Robert Downey Jr., like, this guy who's, like, yeah. faded into obscurity that they could pull in. <laughs> I'm willing to bet Taylor Lautner, even if it's not necessarily Blade, Blade would be my pick, but I'm willing to bet Taylor mm. Lautner shows up in a Marvel movie. Morbius. Sometime in what the next five years. What if they just, like, years? turned around cool. and it was like, yeah, he's Morbius. He's been Morbius this whole time. You didn't know that was Taylor Lautner? <laughs> he's all, he's yeah, always they, been Morbius. They mandarin him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real Morbius. Listen, I'm, I just want to say I've always been Team Jacob, um, mm. and I stand by Team Jacob. So, and I grew up in, in the middle school era. Of Twilight, I, I I lived the Twilight, so I feel like I have some precedent in saying this. Here's the thing: the last okay. person who told me which one of the boys is the problematic one is the person that I believe. So, the it's last person that told me last. one of them is problematic was Jacob. So next time, someone will tell me that Edward is problematic, and then I'll believe they're them, both. They're, they're all, all problematic, problematic Adeline. <laughs> The whole book is kind of bad. It's a, very, it's a highly problematic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My thing is, everyone, everyone always gets hung up on Jacob imprinting on Renesme, Nessie. Uh -huh. You named my daughter off after the. You named monster. my daughter. <laughs> yeah. But like, here's so the deal: good. the age gap between Nessie and Jacob is like 16 years. The age gap between Edward and Bella, 72 years. And <laughs> okay, we well, but hold that. on. That's not the but, problem. That's not the problem, don't talk about They that. met the when they were both teens. Stop he said when she was a baby. Until they're the same age. He <laughs> stopped like, Edward aging. is not a teen. You have a block here. Edward is but a no, one year old man. Over a hundred. That's different than a baby. <laughs> both of them are. It's not. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. And you know who's worse than what that? It's Carlisle. Is it Carlisle's way worse wife it's gross <laughs> the problem isn't the age gap the problem is being attracted to a infant no that is also the problem. Problem. no no let me walk you through this a he can't control who he imprints on we know this because of leah b 
Uh, it's not necessarily a romantic relationship. It's whatever Renesmee needs. So a brother, a friend, a father figure, or a romantic partner. C, he <laughs> stops aging until they're the same age biologically. So it's kosher. You just said like three terrible things in a this row. This might be worse. You this just might said be worse. three so bad things. <laughs> this might make it worse. You just, wow, just one after another. Listen, oh boy, listen, I'm so sorry. Listen. Don't don't bring a knife to a gunfight. That's all I'm saying. It could be her dad or her boyfriend, and that's what's yeah. good about or it. Or both. That's how imprinting works. He can't control imprinting. He wanted to imprint on Bella. He can't control himself. Do you that's like why that? he was attracted to Bella in the first place? It's because in it was always about Renesmee. Yeah, because all she's all, he's this. always been attracted to her unborn egg. <laughs> the thing that's yes. been sitting there the no, entire time. You're, you're fake. You're yeah. acting like that's crazy, but that's what it was. <laughs> the thing about the thing about the Twilight movies is that like as you're watching Twilight and she's like getting together with Edward, you're like, this is so wild. And we're gonna do a Twilight episode soon enough. We have a Twilight month. Yeah, I was like, that has to be one in of the them. near God. future. Um, For sure. But like, you know, it, all all of the obvious things, right? It's like this weird caricature of like what teenage girls find attractive, and it's like, oh, I'm dangerous, yeah. and I'll and I might kill you, but I. I want to have sex with you so bad, but I can't. You can never have sex. All these weird things. You're like, this is bad. Abort, Bella. No good. <laughs> weird, weird, bad. Weird, bad, weird, bad. And then she gets, you know. I like in, to watch you when you sleep. Right. In New Moon, she gets together Ooh. with Jacob, and you're like, yeah, this is so much better. This Kinda. is so much more healthy. This is good. But oh, then, thank God. But yeah. then he takes such a hard right turn into incel town. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> and it's just like. Next stop. And you're like, Whoa, It's incredible. This did not it's go incredible. well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no good He's so likable in like the first movie and like halfway through New Moon. And then and then like all of a sudden it's like this is his character now. This is the way right. it Argu- is. This is who Arguably, he is. Arguably Stephanie Myers went, Well, I do wanna have Edward end up with Belle in the end. We're gonna we're gonna mm. we're gonna make Jacob kind of kind of not yeah, great anymore. You can yeah. see where the that. editor was like, I realized I made too Edward likable. too weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, I made him really weird and nobody likes him, but I do, <laughs> do like, like no. him. So no, 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 fix no. This. <laughs> no, people loved Edward, and they do to this day. That's why. Oh, of course they do. Because yeah. Robert Pattinson is so handsome. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I mean, that's Pat- the thing. Robert Pattinson is a snap. I think that's like he does shift the role. He shifts the narrative. <laughs> my big, for sure. my big take about Edward as an idea is that, like, I think it's a perfect example of like the way that, like, sort of the like the patriarchy and the male gaze and all these things, you know, sort of has an equal and opposite effect on men as much as it does on women. I mean, not as much as, but like has a yeah, a comparable yeah. effect either way because it's equal. Edward becomes this like bizarre Frankenstein caricature of all these things that like teenage girls find attractive, whether or not that makes sense at all. And he becomes this bizarre non-character that is so like this weird Frankenstein's monster of different attributes that like don't fit together just because it's like a romance novel, like written by a woman, like written for the female gaze, like as literally as that is possible to be. Uh, but it just it comes across so weird and bizarre and like toxic oh and this is the skin of a killer like Bella. oh my god no yeah. wait 
Jackson, you've stumbled upon you've stumbled upon actual genius. That's what that's what the thing with the Twilight novel. That's why Edward, because like of all like the weird manic pixie dream girls written for the male right. gaze, Edward is the this the female exactly. gaze, yeah. like version of a man. He really is. Where it's just like, like all weird, these like, nonsensical a, things combined into a person. Yeah. yeah, but it's not even like the adult woman female gaze. It's like the teenage girl female yeah. gaze. Like all these things yeah. that yeah. you like fantasize about like, that you want in like a, a sexy romance novel. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. Well, what's the part of the Twilight books where she describes him as being like so handsome and he's wearing like khaki pants. My favorite thing, one more thing, and then we have to go back to Sharkboy and Lava Girl. My favorite <laughs> okay. thing about the Twilight movies is that Edward drives the same Volvo station wagon the entire franchise. <laughs> it is like the least sexy car imaginable. <laughs> I just think that there's something hilarious about that to me. Okay. And it comes from old oh money. God. Old money. Does it make sense? Yeah, he could have done that one. Okay. Robert Rodriguez, Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. Did this movie come out before or after Spike Kids 3D? Um, it feels like before. I, I think, think before. it came. No, I it came out after. I'm pretty sure. Let me I let would, me I'd let me check the numbers. I'll Venmo each of you a dollar if I'm wrong. In my kid mind, I remember like Spike Kids 3D looking no. better. Oh, it came out than way after. Yeah, it was a couple oh, years. Oh, after. Yeah. It came out way after Spike Kids. I know because I remember it, this was like the triumphant Damn. follow up right. from Spike Kids 3D because we were like, "What's Robert Rodriguez gonna do after Spike Kids 3D game over?" Right. Like all of us, there's nowhere to go. They disbanded the Spike Kids. Like, so it makes sense. It makes sense in my fantasy. And the, yeah, for some reason in my head, I was thinking of it like a palate cleanser between Spy Kids 2 and 3, but I guess it was the spiritual yeah, sequel yeah. to Spy Kids. Yeah. No, no, because Spy Kids 2 did not have the 3D technology. Right, of course not. It just had a bunch of weird animals. Which and I love Which Spy is all kids. you need. It's all you really There's need, a anyway. Spy Kids? Yeah, they made another there Spy Kids. Was the 4D and the fourth dimension the was smell. <laughs> Was smell. That's what the fourth dimension is. It's smell. Did you know oh, that? Right, yeah, of course. They gave yeah. you a little scratch and sniff card in the theater, and they would be no like, way. scratch number one, and then you would, and it would smell like a stinky garlic fart. God, <laughs> Got I love you. Another, Robert Rodriguez so Another much. innovation by Robert Rodriguez that never quite took off. Listen, never who else is it. doing it? What if, what Nobody. if you made, Literally like, I'm just imagining, because, like, 3D. Uh, that's what I want the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie ha to have, is one of the scratch and sniff, but just, like, yeah, the just smell fish. of the water right. from the Pirates well, of the Caribbean, right? the smell right? of, like, pi unwashed pirates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> that's what the Lord of the Rings needs. It needs a little smell, like, here's how bad Bilbo Baggins smells by the end of this film. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm thinking about 3D, right? It starts off as this, like, novelty thing for these schlocky kids' movies. But it sort of pioneers the technology. You end up getting it in, like, big blockbusters. And eventually, it takes this weird prestige turn where you've got, like, Avatar and Gravity and, you know, Life of Pi was the other one I mentioned. Like, these big prestige movies that are, like, Oscar mm -hmm. plays that are, like, in 3D. We need that for Scratch and Sniff. Like, I want the next, like, <laughs> Little Women adaptation to come out in Scratch and Sniff. All right, Dune 2. Dune 2. Dune 2. Dune 2, 4D. You can smell the spice. I want to know what the you spice smells like. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That is what I am saying. You're like, ooh, this smells like the death of Duncan, Idaho. Oh, you, it's easy, easy coordination. You get, you even get the little you thing that goes in your nostril. You get the tube. 
You go to watch it in the theater once, and then they burn the theater down and build a new one, right? and then you yeah. do it again. Because there's no way in hell I'm putting that thing up my nose. I, copyright, copyright, copyright. We need to get Warner yeah, Brothers on the phone. If they could get... This is actually a good idea. Like little, like a little CO2 cartridge they hand you at the at the entrance of the movie. Wrap it around your ear. You get your little your little doom yeah. apparatus. Remember when they used to have like flavored air at the mall, and you yeah. would walk by and be like, "Why yeah. the fuck does that exist? This is why. This is why it this exists." Is, yeah, you can smell. You can smell the spice. You can smell the space. I don't know. Spice is the it's, only thing that comes in mind. The yeah. black healing goop that the gross worm guy yeah. goes into. You can smell the sandworm? The sandworm? <laughs> Dude, I would love to smell the, the sandworm. The sandworm. Like, you gotta know. <laughs> Whoa. This, you can smell Timothy Chalamet, whatever he smells like. His, cologne, his signature cologne. I think Timothy yeah. Chalamet smells pretty good. He seems like yeah, he probably yeah, does. Sure. I don't know. He, he is a like young he lad. I don't know. I don't know. I it to me it looks like he cares. I feel like Timothy Chalamet's got that thing where he doesn't have like the the like smell gene, you know? Where you have like oh, yeah? less body hair. You like can't you don't uh, like produce body he's odor. Got I bet he's eyes. got that. He's got not yet. <laughs> he's got purple. Not yet. Eyes. What's up, my Tumblr veterans? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember that. Oh man. Uh, but actually to go back to Spy Kids, sorry, for the three yeah. D stuff. Um, it is I'm sorry. Um, I do want. I do want to mention though, like with the sort of, it is like the 3D stuff in that is considered a gimmick. Is considered, um, I think, a lot of people consider a detriment um, with it and stuff like that. I, I think, um, as a as a child, um, the 3D element is so important. It makes the, um, as I said, like you know, experiencing that the first time. Um, I I don't think watching the movie in re- in regular vision uh, is the same because um, I think like having those even if they are gimmicky as a kid it makes the film so much more entertaining um, and like highlights the stuff even if it's not actual like cinematic value or whatever um, it's still it's still like a a vital uh, piece of that that uh, arguably we have lost with time right. Um, <laughs> But I think it is actually, like, Im- important uh, because, it, you know, they do do stuff with the 3D and it is, act- like, it uh, arguably is very entertaining. So I, Yeah, no, there's some parts where it's really cool. Like, all the stuff where they're, like, going through the screen and he's, like, looking at my watch. Like, that stuff's really cool. Like, where the brain, like, lands on the screen and goes down. <laughs> yeah. The way, my only problem with the 3D is that they run out of ways to do it very quickly, and I think someone spit something out of their mouth at the <laughs> screen, like maybe about four yeah. times a scene. Yeah. Like, that. that's the but thing I, for me. It's like, you had such a cool idea, and it's so entertaining, and you do so much cool stuff with it, and then it just, like, kind of turns into chocolate Rob, like four times Robert Rodriguez a scene. does have a thing with goop he uses goop it's a, a very lot goopy I mean, it's a lot of goop it's a very goopy movie and like I don't <laughs> an know extremely I think goopy the, <laughs> an extremely goopy movie the biggest roadblock <laughs> for this movie is just the way that it looks it looks like it was yeah. like animated in blender on like a budget yeah. of like 40 hours like come in this week and make shark boy and lava girl and just do your best <laughs> And you know like, that, like, drawing lab that we used to have on the desktop <laughs> that, like, had all the fun little tools right. and you can make, like, a 3D shape and oh, then, like, make yeah. it, like, goopy and put rainbows on it? Right. I just remember it the little, co- like, the, like, shortcut on it had, like, a rat on it. It was called, like, Rat Yeah, lab it or looks something. like... Sh- 
shortcut technology. Like, yeah, that's exactly like, what this movie looks like. Like that's exactly the era. Like where they're mm. like there's like that stuff in the background that's like pointy, and then like as they're talking, it gets like puffy and round, and then goes back to pointy. I'm like, oh, I could do that on my desktop when I was eight. <laughs> right, like, yeah. what does it look like? This? And I think I I read on the Wikipedia article that the production for this movie was extremely fast. <laughs> that they cranked this thing out, like, as sense. quick as they could. I don't know yeah, if that I've was heard. a budgetary thing or if it was just, like, a scheduling thing or why that was. But from what I understand, it happened very quickly and you can tell it happened very quickly. Like, you know, it, not that it could be, like, substantially better than this in 2005 yeah. <laughs> for this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. you can tell <laughs> it's, it's kind of slipshod. But... I, but that is a lot of its charm, I think. Also, you know, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, a lot of these things are like these are either positives or negatives, depending on if you just you sort of decide to be into it or not. You know, because yeah. like if <laughs> if you're me and you're like I'm interested in this movie and I've decided that I'm like engaging with this, you could be like that's like just the aesthetic of this movie. That's it's his got imagination. This, like bizarre. It's goop. his imagination. Yeah, and like Goofy, intentional or not, world, yeah. this like. Th- feverish sort of bizarre surrealist goop world you know is a thing it's something you know it, it feels like purpose, something yeah. but you can also just be like it looks so bad it looks like kid picks 3d or whatever it was called yeah. like <laughs> is adeline it, what is dad around can we ask dad how he felt when he took us to see this movie in theaters well, we have people over right now. Oh, do we really? Talking, so no. <laughs> okay. I've also been yelling well, a lot, so we'll deal with the aftermath of that later. <laughs> I, if I if I called Dad on the phone, do you think you would pick up? <laughs> hey, he's gonna be. He's think? gonna do that Dad thing where he's not angry, but he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> right. Because this is exactly the kind of movie that our dad would be like, "Oh, it's like an acid trip, man." That's what he says about weird movies. <laughs> Were they on weed when they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, how many did they Listen, smoke? it's a cool movie. Everyone's wanted an ice cream boat. Oh, Everyone's yeah. wanted a friend that's half shark. Everyone has I wanted remember. to throw their girlfriend into a, a volcano. It's, 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 <laughs> I remember it's that what scene. every child wanted. I remember that scene where Shark Boy steps into the chocolate on the cookie so vividly. Right. And rewatching that scene, it's so funny. Because, like, the joke is that, like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl don't like chocolate. So when he, like, steps in it and licks the chocolate, they're like, ew, it's gross. Poop. And it's very funny. But Max just, like, gets on his hands and knees and starts shoveling <laughs> chocolate in his face. It's like, like the same one that he had his gross foot Without saying in. anything and no one reacts to it. <laughs> Which that's you think dream. you're like, well, I guess that's just his thing. <laughs> yeah. That's just his kink. He, Go for it, man. If he wanted to test out the chocolate, could have scooped a little bit, gone, hmm, that's chocolate. You and guys, then like eating some if he wanted to. Yeah. That was not <laughs> racer's <laughs> vision. So imagine if you're I'm just sorry. like walking along and you just like step in a puddle and it's got like some gunk in it, and you're like, oh gross gunk, and your friend just gets on his hands and knees <laughs> oh, and starts God shoveling that. into his mouth. <laughs> and then you just move on. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, like what if you want? Yep, that's not chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> that this is not fudge. The <laughs> um, I like the scene where Lava Girl puts her head on the marshmallow and it just like bursts it into flames. Like, she's that's so good. Yeah, she's and like as far as she's like a hard time. Another weird thing. Speaking of Twilight and the the weird way the male gaze sort of like infects things backwards and forwards in all ways. Like. Mm-hmm. It is kind of interesting thinking about Lava Girl as this, like, weird platonic ideal of, like, what is attractive to an eight-year-old boy. 
you know? Yeah. Like what, she's great, what like though. an eight-year-old yeah. boy's dream girl looks like, and she's like powerful but kind of moody and sad, and like it's just kind of fascinating yeah. to look at. Yeah, a lot of girl is such a good character. Like she genuinely is like looking at like the two thousands and all of the like heteronormative gender politics that were going on all around that time of especially especially I feel like in these these movies where it's like we have the girl and the boy and we're very much about that. <laughs> right. But yeah. like this movie, like besides the part where they're like the boy glasses and the girl glasses, like besides that part, <laughs> like the stuff that we're doing is like so cool. Like I never feel like, Lava Girl never feels like she's there because she's a girl. Like, right. she never feels, like, misused or, like, miscast. Like, she never feels like they're trying to, like, make her sexy. Like, like you said, they are definitely trying to make her, like, attractive to Max, quote-unquote. But, like, yeah, it's, like, she's just, like, smart and cool. cool and, like, both hair. her and, like, like her relationship Large. with Shark Boy is so good. Where it's, like, it's so clearly, like, especially at the end of the film, it's so clear that's a romantic relationship. But, like, the whole time where they, like, make fun of each other, but they're, like, still, like, friends, and they're, like, like, they, like, there's definitely, like, that she's, like, ew, gross, and then they, like, punch each other. Like, it's, like, such, like, a young kid, like, platonic relationship that, like, smoothly goes into a romantic one. Like, it's so nice. It's so good. Lava Girl's awesome. And I think, like, that is the magic of these Robert Rodriguez movies. Uh, Like, I think that is sort of, like, the move that, like, made these as successful as they were. Um, like, mm. besides all the things that are just great about them and the way that they sort of unapologetically and really thoughtfully appeal to kids specifically. Um, just kids, period. Yeah, but, yeah. like, you know, especially at this time, it was not a boy movie or a girl movie. <clears throat> it was, like, a big, fun action movie that was for kids, and he was always very careful to have, like, a boy and a girl as the protagonist mm. just to make it as clear as possible that it's, like, this is not, like... Because, uh, I mean, like, in the kids' entertainment landscape, that is such an ingrained thing, you know? It's, mm-hmm, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the princess girl, movie, girl movie, movie or the, like, tough, like, more action-y, like, boy movies. Like, there are – you go to McDonald's and you ask for a boy toy or a girl toy. You know, these things are, like, mm-hmm. marketed very specifically one way or the other. And this is, like, one of the few, like, artifacts from this time that feels like it's really specifically not trying to be one or the other. It's making a very concerted effort to appeal to boys and girls – both at the same time and just be generalized mm-hmm. as a kids movie for all kids. <laughs> we are, By uh... kids for kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, you did skirt dangerously close to directly quoting the, uh, uh, that one Scooby-Doo interview. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, where the, the, <laughs> the, the actress for like Daphne is like, it's not a goalie movie or a girl movie. It's for anyone. And then like the person who plays Fred is like, yeah, I mean, there's like a talking dog. <laughs> so, so that's like... pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, that's I love Freddie Prince Jr., man. It's pretty true yeah. of Spy Kids, also. Yeah. Like, I mean, they got thumb head guys. I, yeah. What do you what want do you me want? to say? Yeah. It's like, yeah, they got thumb, thumbs for heads, you know. I do love it. And all all the band aid metaphors and motifs, so good. I think the one major thing that Shark Boy and Lava Girl is missing in terms of the Robert Rodriguez oeuvre, though, is just like the casting, because part of the magic of watching Spy Kids as an adult is watching it and being like, was that fucking George Steve Clooney? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're watching this and you're like, yes. Ricardo Montalban is his grandpa? What? And in this movie, <laughs> yeah. this, like, this yeah. movie doesn't have a very deep bench. It's just like, there's George Lopez yeah. doing his That's thing. That's true. But there's not like any like, George Lopez surprising cool. casting. Yeah. And yeah, then they if, you're, had... if you're coming in from the future, like we are, Taylor Lott yeah. is right. cool, but you know. Yeah. They should have had like, um, 
Like, his parents should have been, like, a mystery. Like, you only ever hear them fighting in the background and then just, like, it's Jessica Alba! <laughs> right, yeah. Whoever was hot in 2005. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's hot? Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, that would have been, like, what? Who? Yeah, but Keanu Reeves like, and Jessica <laughs> Alba. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Mr. Electricidad <laughs> could have been fucking... Chris Cooper, Willem yes. Dafoe, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Willem, okay, Willem Dafoe, Mr. Electric, though. That, that would, would be pretty too far. sick. Yeah, pretty much. No, we were ready for that. <laughs> we got, we didn't get Mr. Electric, but we did get the lighthouse, so. That's <laughs> true. You gotta would take you, your pick. Would you rather have, would you rather have Willem Dafoe, Mr. Electric, or <laughs> George, George, George Lopez, 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 the lighthouse? <laughs> Well, <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. Holy shit. I feel like if you handed George Lopez a role like that, he could make a meal out of it. I feel like Absolutely. I feel like George be... Lopez is the kind of guy who's become like a weird almost conservative now. Yeah. But like there's a there's a really real chance if you handed George Lopez like an A24 project, he would eat that shit up and I would like to see that. And then put Taylor Lauder in. Yes. Ooh, ooh, both of them were reunion. And both of them were in Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Robert Pattinson can still be in the movie as the mermaid. There you go. Yeah. What is what is George Lopez even up to right now? He still have he had like a late night show Probably for a long time. Chilling. California Chihuahuas. Beverly Hills Chihuahuas. <laughs> Beverly Hills seven. Chihuahua. Yeah. California Chihuahua. California Chihuahua. <laughs> I love California Chihuahua. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's doing nothing. He's very According much on the time. According to IMDb, he ha- yeah, he has not appeared in anything uh, since like um, 2014, and and he hasn't done like work uh, as in he did like producer mm-hmm. stuff. He had producer creds until 2017. I'm reading show? here that he plays. I'm reading here that he plays himself yeah. in an episode of Harley Quinn. So that's interesting. That's no fun. way. Really? Well, also, he was in the Smurfs movies. Oh, this was the producer, movies. Chris. My bad. Oh, he was in the Smurfs I, I, I was looking at the wrong tab. That's right. right. All right, I there we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, he right, had, yeah. so he was in stuff. He Come had on. a sitcom a few years ago. Yeah. Two seasons yeah. of Lopez. Yeah, that's what I'm remembering. He had, like, a TV show. Uh, but everything and I'm seeing since the then. The Casa Grandes. The Casa There's... Apparently, boy, like several things are in pre-production, so... This yeah. has been like, he's keeping it up getting with out there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get, like, too into him, because it's not like I love George Lopez, and I do get the feeling that if you, like, delved into his Twitter, he probably doesn't, like, probably have very healthy views about a lot of things. But, like, I don't know. I want to see George Lopez in the lighthouse, though. That sounds fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> we all deserve a chance to go buck wild. And I think yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Do you think that he could pull off the accent? Or he would just do it like... <laughs> he would just do it like George Oh, Lopez. he would definitely just do it like himself. Absolutely. I think he could pull off the accent if he Wouldn't wanted he do to. A, I don't think he would need to. pirate voice. Yeah, he'd yeah. be like, go paint the lighthouse! <laughs> I don't know. I can't do George Lopez. Yeah, no. None of us should be doing George Lopez. <laughs> what, insert whatever George Lopez sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, insert George I, Lopez quote. Yeah, uh, George Lopez feels like that he's like an age oh, range boy. where he will blame millennials for things, and we don't need any more of that. <laughs> right. 
That's the vibe I get from George Lopez. I, I also blame millennials. I do too. As a cusper myself. Fair I enough. blame millennials for there not being any squishmallows. I'll say it. God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe that yeah. one's fair. <laughs> Y'all messed up. I'm selling this one for $100. We'll start the bidding yeah. at 80 <laughs> And we'll yeah. see where it goes. $80,000. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're at about an hour here. Like, what or do we have any, like, final thoughts? Final? Sanch, I know you, you texted me yesterday after watching this movie. And yes. did I just call you Max? No, no you said Sanch. Okay, for some reason, I said second guessing myself. Uh, From the movie? Because he's yeah. such a good dreamer. <laughs> right. Uh, Satchel is, I'm the daydreamer. You're the Max of the group. Oh. I'm... I'm I'm the Linus. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but like, I'm gonna call you Minus. You know, I asked if you wanted to come on. I asked if there were any like movies you wanted to defend, and you were like, "Oh, I don't know, maybe something from my childhood, like Sharkboy and Lava Girl." And I was like, "That sounds great." You texted me last night, and you were like, "Jackson, I think I've made a dire miscalculation. Like, I, yeah. I don't I don't know if I can defend this movie. Have we uh, have we successfully gaslit you into liking this movie?" I definitely have a greater appreciation. <laughs> of it. Okay, I have. Uh, there are there are parts of it that like, um, you know, I don't know. Like um, every time Lava Girl looks directly into my soul, and like I think I texted you that, um, like she looks directly into the camera at various points of the movie, and every time I was like, "This is too close." Back right? like, <laughs> yeah. back yeah. off a second. Um, it's like you're, you're, yeah, a, you're like, a minor. Please, like a few more feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! no. This ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I think um, I think what most of my thing is when you came in here is like, yeah, this was written by a child. I was like, well, there we go. Oh, <laughs> anyway, um, so like, I think with that context that it is written by, or at least partially written by a child, because um, yeah, I, when I when I was watching this, I was like, this this does have like the the plot of like this is like written by Max's dream journal. Like, that's what right. it feels like. It feels like it's written by a child. And I think the fact that it is, like, oh, this is really just, you know, it's an exploration about, like, imagination of a child from the imagination of a child. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> right. Um, so, I don't think it is high, high cinema, but you have, yes, you have, uh, you have given me a deeper appreciation <laughs> of this movie, so I appreciate it. I also that. think it's, it's a time capsule. Oh, absolutely. You know what is a yeah. smart move a- this movie does? I forgot to say this. It is, like, obviously this movie is, like, aping a lot from Wizard of Oz, but the fact that they take the, like, sepia tone to color Oz transformation and they choose to make that 2D, 2D to 3D instead. Yeah. That is Hell fucking yeah. genius. Yeah. That's great. That, oh, man, that's that so good. That is the most galaxy brain idea yeah. I've ever seen. I was about to say, my... Like, it's the only way you could do that transition again. I was going to say, my take... Now it's Sorry, 3D to 40. My take for the film is, like, no, what sure. I said before, like, what, what I liked as a kid is what still holds up. And I, like... E- you have to like take this movie for what it is. Like, yeah, it's it's a kids' right. movie, but like it has like great things to say. It's like doing stuff. It's like doing stuff in context of like film at large. Also, like I love what they do with the characters. Like, if you came here for like genuinely funny jokes and good acting and coherent <laughs> scene transitions, like that's not. That's not right. here. You're not but I don't know right why time. you would be looking for that here, you know? Like for what it is and like what it excels at. Like I think it's genuinely really good and genuinely like has a great right. thing to say for about like just like kids and storytelling 
and, like, the relationships that, like, kids have with adults and, like, even about film in general. I think it's got a lot to say, and it's, like, worth the watch, and it's very good. But it's right. still, like, it, it is what it is. And if you love it, you love it. And if you're like, well, but this, the cinematography, then I just think you're in the wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs> yeah. Dylan in the chat <laughs> yeah. says, and this movie's better than Wizard of Oz because it has two tornadoes. Dylan! Oh, that's a galaxy brain take right there. <laughs> Dylan but, is always like, coming this... in with the buzzer beaters <laughs> <laughs> right at the end of the episode. <laughs> But, like, this movie is a time capsule of 2005 mm, yes. for children's media. Like, it's it's not meant... Yeah. We cannot hold it to our 2021 standards. And, and, and we shouldn't. Because what does it bring to the table? It brings goopy, goopy, goop. It brings... <laughs> it brings goop um, to the table. A, a fourth grade boy who becomes a god. <laughs> like, there is that moment when he just, like, fully, be, like, sets into... Who he is like, the ruler like, of Max, tool. you're the creep... Yeah. He's like, right. well, like he's like, they're like robot is like creator, and and then Shark Boy and Lava Girl are like, please tell me like what my purpose is, what is my mission, right. and then when Shark Boy's like running her into the volcano, and he's fully like, I created you to be light, <laughs> and then she comes back and she's like, yeah. fully had like uh like an epiphany, she's like, I'm light, Max, and he's like, I know, I created you to be so, <laughs> I so created good. you Every in my image, Lava Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Every fourth grader dreams of being the creator of a planet. It's just that. Every just... fourth grader has a god complex. <laughs> and that's the way it is. I wonder also, if also highly wonder... quotable movie. Yes. I wonder if Wait, Mormons like say? this movie. Do, do you think they draw that line they when gotta. they watch it? Uh, do you think who Mormons? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, this is what we're talking about, guys. Yeah. Hello. This guy gets it. You, how many people oh, converted to Mormonism in oh, 2005? Look I bet the there statistic. was an uptick. There must have been a surge. Uh, right. This is not, this is causation, not correlation. <laughs> yeah. This Either one's that, real, guys. This one's real, I swear. This one. Or there was like a downward, they were like, oh, I don't know if I like oh, this. Like, oh, is this what they're oh, talking about? I, I guess when you put it like that, it feels a little weird. They're like, <laughs> and plug hounds? I don't, I know, don't about know about that. <laughs> but uh, quotable movie. I'm like, I I to this day still say, he ruined my dream journal. And Mr. Electric, Mr. Electric. sent him to the principal's office and had him expelled. It's just, that's such a fourth a- grader <laughs> thing to say. The way, like, I I, like oh, obviously so the kid good. actors in this are doing the best that they can. And they have some good moments, but they're not amazing. But the kid who plays Linus is just like, he uh, understood the assignment. He knows what he's Incredible. doing. Yeah. Is so unabashedly evil. Oh my god, the way his like manipulative, like like, evil, like reading the journal, he's like, Your father is at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) It's like, Linus, (laughs) somebody's acting. That's that's like standing ovation in the audience. I was a kid, I was a kid, I remember the whole audience stood up and cheered at that that moment. They really did. Um, They all walked out with their team minus shirts, (laughs) the posters. Okay. <laughs> Do you think I, people went to the I, Twilight okay, movies with like so, the hockey things that you slam together? Do you think that's what they walked into the Twilight movies? Like, yeah. Take that boy, boy, boy. So I'm I'm coming. I I'm having trouble finding like conclusive evidence to this, um, but I am noting um, on uh, uh, that there is a roughly around the year 2005. 
um, there is a significant drop in uh, in conversion <laughs> rates Mormonism? and admission and rates in Mormonism. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I just woke my dog up. He's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Someone, we need to call the sociology just, department. This like, is we something. We need to get someone's dissertation in on this. This is real. This is where this is we've real. cracked the code. Like I'm. Like we need to make a documentary. Like, how many people, when a Mormon came up to their door, first of all, who is the kind of person who might be convinced, but that kind of person, how many of them heard what they were talking about, and they were like, like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl? And it didn't take, it didn't take when it might have otherwise. (laughs) Oh, man. We killed Keisha. Where did Keisha go? (laughs) (laughs) My computer's gonna die. I was listening. I think I think that next time a Mormon comes to my door, I saw I walked by some yesterday. That's gonna be. I'm gonna movie. say, gonna like, are you talking? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like, have you heard of our Lord Jesus Christ? And I'll be like, do you mean Max from Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Because yes, yeah. <laughs> if so, and then I'm you on hand board. Them a copy of the official Dream Journal, <laughs> like buy for your money. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, sure, sure, sure. You could go with the novelized version of the movie, but you also need the companion dream journal. Can you imagine if you like we a Mormon came up to your door? We got the Old Testament. We got the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> oh we we could be heroes. There we go. Just, but you just like you just let to be them clear, really Shark Boy Lava Girl it. is the Old Testament. Defo, defo, defo. Yeah, yeah. For the record, like Hell the Mormon comes up to your door and you let them like really get into it. You let them be like. No, I'm actually kind of looking for something. I'm, like, interested to hear what you have to say. And they, like, you know, they talk, they describe, you know, sort of the tenets of the Mormon (laughs) church and all this thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, at a certain point, like, you, as they think they've really got you, you stop them and you're like, whoa, wait. (laughs) Like Shark Boy and Lava Girl? (laughs) And just see if they're, like... Well, I mean, not exactly like that, but... (laughs) And you really dive in. I like this better when Racer Rodriguez wrote it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Racer Smith over here. Wait. I'm so sorry. I have a... Okay. Uh So we can be heroes, and we can be heroes. It's just, like, full on. The Earth is populated by superheroes with superpowers. But in this movie, I thought it was like pretty absolute that it's just like they come from they're mostly an imagination. I I don't care. So like what up with that? I care. Okay. This is my religion, Jackson. (laughs) Yeah. Well that's the sequel. That's what we gotta watch. Keisha and I got into a very big fight because I watched We Can Be Heroes and I was like, that was pretty good. And Keisha was like, it's not pretty good. (laughs) No, no, that is I knew this was gonna come up. We got into a tizzy. A, we were both miffed because Jackson was saying that it's better than Spy Kids. I never said that. And I said, there's that. no way in. Yes, you oh, did! Whoa. I said, there's Aaron no way the in hell this is better. I don't, delete, I don't delete my text messages. I'm gonna find them. I'm gonna find them and I'm gonna prove you wrong. <laughs> that you said We Can Be Heroes was better than Spy Kids. I said, there's no way it's better than Spy Kids because Spy Kids is a cinematic masterpiece. We Can Be Heroes is I'm not better than Spy Kids. Murray on Twitter. That's I it. mean, look, the thing okay, about We well, Can Be Heroes. Yeah, I, I convinced you. <laughs> the thing about <laughs> We Can Be Heroes is that it looks very boring and bad. That's the bad thing about it. Visually, it does not have the Robert Rodriguez flair. But I think no the good. writing is pretty refreshing when it comes to like a fucking shovelware streaming exclusive kids movie type deal. 
I think that movie's like pretty solidly written and I think the dialogue is fun and I think the kids are cute and it totally held my attention. Okay. And like worked Well, let me tell me. you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Tuesday, January 5th, 11:40 a.m. Jackson McMurray. Yo, we can be heroes kind of fucks. Right. Next text message, Jackson McMurray. Is this the best Robert Rodriguez kids movie? And I said, yo, 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 don't tread on Spy Kids 2 like that. That is what we said. Nice. You said right. it was the best Robert Rodriguez well, kids movie. I and asked I said, the question whether wrong. it was. Because there was a question Spy mark. Kids 2 is a movie for film uh, geniuses and adults. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a high quality film. It's not a kids movie. Yeah. Spy Kids 2 is a tween movie, okay? Exactly. It's not kids. up with exactly. you. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's call it a day. How about? Uh, okay. If you guys would like, we stream on Twitch every week, Saturday afternoon. Uh, we stream the podcast live. You can come interact with us in real time. We've been reading the chat this whole time. It's a good old time. We had an active chat today. Uh, we, you can also follow us on Twitter at CoolTakesPod. And you can follow uh, me on TikTok. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing the dang He's thing. He's back at it again. Yeah. Um, I I wrote out, I when I was preparing for all this, I wrote out my intro and I was going to write out the plugs at the end so just everything could be nice and clean. I didn't get around to writing out the plugs. Uh, you can follow me at Jeffer Pack. You can follow Adeline at Hollaback Horse and Keisha runs the podcast Twitter at Cool Takes. Um, if you're listening... And I have a secret Twitter that I use to look at... A, Local news. Sick. So you can follow that. So you'll never find her. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're watching on Twitch live, you can follow us on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to the podcast later, you can follow us on Twitch. I would love to get some more Twitch followers. We are literally two followers so away close. from getting affiliate right so now. Close. We are at 48 followers. We can do it, you guys. Uh, and that... Uh, if, will... you, if you follow us on Twitch, you get a meet and greet with Satchel's cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's right he here. Is. He came to right. join us in the last second. And, <laughs> and, for, oh, also follow us on YouTube. The YouTube channel is still called No Nerds Allowed. I have a video coming out in the next few days on that for realsies this time. That's also where our and VODs go. There he is. <laughs> right. Oh, check that out. <laughs> check out the scale of Satch's I love cat. him. <laughs> um, Sorry. And last thing, we are setting up a Patreon. That will be live sometime in the next couple of weeks. I think we've got a solid plan for how we're going to run that. Things might be changing. I don't want to get into too much specifics as of right now. But be looking out but, for it. Uh, but definitely the main selling point will be that once a month we're going to be recording a commentary track that will be decided on by the patrons. We're, we're kids, still figuring out exactly. Four kids by kids. We're still figuring out exactly <laughs> how to do it. But the idea is, it's not like we give you options and you vote between them. It's more like you guys are the ones nominating the movies. You are in charge of what movies we watch. We do not have a say in it, is the thought. Vote for RoboCop. How to make that, how to make that happen exactly, we're still a little unsure. But that's the idea. That's what we're working on. So keep an eye out for that. It will be a cheap Patreon. It will be like a one-tier fits-all like mm -hmm. five bucks a month type deal. Maybe eventually um, we'll get more, but just for the right now, we're just like for merch maybe or something. Yeah. But yeah, as of right I've now, I've been thinking about making though. stickers, that kind of thing, but that's a far off thing. That's uh, on the horizon. So, so, Hey, would you guys like to hear a five star review of shark boy and lava girl? I just gave it one. Absolutely. Hit me. <laughs> this is, 
one of the best ones I've seen in a while. This review comes from Letterboxd.com, and this person says, This movie was ahead of its time, and I know if it was released today, it would be nominated for Oscars and Grammys even. It was the perfect mix for of what? angst, sadness, <laughs> rap. fear, suspense, romance, action, and <laughs> musical. This movie was actually Absolutely. a lot more influential than some people might realize. The sales of Dream Journals thing. skyrocketed after the movie's release. And if this film hadn't been made, the Hunger Games books and movies would not have existed either. Truth. Gospel <laughs> Can, is there like is, well, is there like a the bibliography of their sources up. at the bottom? <laughs> I wish. No, this will yeah, be I part of source. this will be part of the documentary series that we're making. It will be included. Yeah. This is it very, might be a season a, two this thing. A, this is a three part hour long video essay that is going up. Will you? Oh, no. yes. <laughs> and that means it's the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and that's the end. So that's all. Thank you. My name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Adeline McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And I'm Satchel, the guest. <laughs> and this is the Cool Takes Podcast. Should I keep saying keep it salty out there, sailors? Keep it cool. Does that out make there, the sailors? keep it Does that make the jump? Keep keep it cool out uh, there. You know, we'll get the we'll lighthouse. Try for now. <laughs> yeah. Vote for uh, 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 uh,